It's another edition of Brewski Chaser with your host, Leif Johnson. Hey guys, so just a little bit of an intro on this episode. We had an awesome time at the Savannah Tap House for the Red Hair Brewing Tap Takeover. I got to sit down with Austin. He actually works for the brewery, and we'll explain a little bit more about his role in the actual episode. And this was just supposed to be a quick, you know, rundown of the beers, talking what's coming next, and just going forward from there. And it ended up becoming just this awesome conversation uh, about craft beer, about maybe where craft beer is heading, especially with all these acquisitions that have been happening. And one thing you're going to catch in the interview we, we reference a new brewery in atlanta and that is scofflaw brewing and i just could not for the life of me remember the name i uh, want to give those guys a shout out uh, they will be distributing in the atlanta area i think by the time this podcast comes out um, if not then probably a few days afterward again giving them a shout out because i totally blanked on their name during the interview uh, we were joined by cameron smith owner of pub star trivia and entertainment austin just an awesome guy couldn't have been uh, a better interview i think if we tried we couldn't really find a good space to eliminate sound, so you're going to hear a lot of background noise, a lot of background music, uh, but I think the audio itself uh, came out very well. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this. The episode is a little bit longer than what we're trying to do for this format, but I think it's well worth it. There's a lot of content, a lot of good information, and when we come out of this intro, the volume may be a little bit loud, so if you can, take a second or two to adjust your volume down a little bit and then readjust when it comes up. I think you're really going to enjoy it with Austin from Red Hair Brewing. What's up, guys? Lee from Brewski Chasers here. We are at the Savannah Tap House where they are having their red hair tap takeover, and I managed to steal Austin, who works for the brewery, away from the festivities, and I know you can hear it in the background. Speakers are going. People are really excited about this takeover. Austin, introduce yourself, man. Hey, guys. How we doing? As he introduced me, yep, my name's Austin. I am a rep for Red Hair Brewing Company out of Marietta, Georgia. And we just had an awesome tap takeover here at the Savannah Tap House in Savannah, Georgia. They had the Watership Brown, the Wabbit Wheat, the SPF 5050, the Long Day Lager, and the Gangway IPA. The SPF 5050, that's your newest one, right? Is that your summer seasonal this year? Absolutely. The SPF 5050 was introduced initially as our summer seasonal, but it's been exploding for us so much so that we've been throwing around the idea of making it a year round, especially for myself, where my territory is on the coast, right? So Charleston, Savannah. Savannah, Myrtle Beach, and Hilton Head. So yeah, to say that it's been doing well is an understatement. I mean, it is a terrific beer. It goes down smooth. It is a perfect beach beer. If you haven't had a chance to try it yet, definitely we recommend the SPF 5050. The other ones here, are these your year rounds? The Watership Wheat, the Wab- or yeah, the Watership Brown, the Wabbit Wheat, the Long Day Lager? Yeah, so uh, uh, out of the other four that you just mentioned, there are three that our, our year rounds uh, being the Watership Brown, the Long Day Lager, and the Gangway IPA. The Wabbit Wheat actually is a seasonal, a spring seasonal. One of the final kegs that we had in our inventory in uh, Atlanta was actually here tonight. Unfortunately, I'm sad to see it go. It had a great run, but it will be back next spring. So what's your favorite on this list that you brought out tonight? Well, that is a loaded question and it, I, and it, I is. Def- it is a loaded question. I definitely get that question you know, a lot and not just for red hair beers, but you know, but for what is my favorite beer or if know, it in helps general. maybe a better way to put that question, what beer are you most proud of on the list? I think you can take ownership of a beer and I think that maybe helps the question. Okay. You know, to be honest, I I really, really enjoy our watership brown. Okay. Uh, it's nice seven point two percent. Uh, you know, very, very you know, caramel and chocolatey notes really, really come through. Every brewery has, you know, kind of 
kind of like an oddball brewer, or maybe not like an oddball, you know, but every brewer wants to put their own touch on a certain beer or all of their beer, and uh, ours is no different. Uh, and when I said I want Bobby, uh, who is our head brewer slash part owner, he described to me that he put his own flair on this beer and that he wanted to impart a sort of bitterness on the back end so it's not a traditional drinking brown. And, you know, it worked out extremely well for him because he just won a silver medal for us at the U.S. Beer Championships. That's awesome. I'm actually drinking that right now, the brown, and I am enjoying it immensely. It is different than any other brown I've drank. It does have that special touch to it. So what's next for Red Hair? You know, we just you just had the SPF 50-50. What are you thinking of now? What do you guys think doing about uh, fall seasonals, winter seasonals? What's in the pipeline? Sure. If you can give away those secrets, I absolutely, don't know. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, part of the reason why I'm here in Savannah right now is to get a pre-sale list together for those fall seasonals that you're talking about. Ever since we come out with the SPF 50-50, a beer that's really revitalized, you know, it's like really put some energy um, behind the brand. We really want to keep that going. So what we have now, uh, you know, and it may be coming out a bit too early as all um, Oktoberfest do. All they do, yep. Now it's just the thing. You know, but um, second week of August, our uh, Hoffenpfeffer Oktoberfest is coming out, you know, which we're all very, excited about but also there is a beer coming out called the cream sick ale okay. um and so what that is is it's going to be our uh cottontail pale ale which was not here tonight unfortunately but it is a gold medal winning beer okay. at the u.s beer championships and what they're doing is they're going to add vanilla beans and orange peel to it and so therein lies the cream sick ale okay and that should be coming out beginning of september okay Awesome. Yeah. Um, so, and you guys are Georgia with, only. Georgia only. Georgia That'll be the Georgia so exclusive. Okay. I a big part of my territory is Charleston, and you know, unfortunately, I'm sorry, Charleston territory, but you will not be able to, uh, you will not be able to experience it unless you come to Georgia. That's a point. Charleston friends, I'll try to bring you up a couple bottles. I'll try to bring some over for you. And so, I will as well. You're located in Marietta. Your tasting room, is it a fully functioning tasting room? Are people good to go for tours there? What's Is it follow the same kind of weird Georgia laws that we're all subject? I don't live in Georgia, so there's, these whole tasting laws and such uh, really threw me for a loop, but yes. The tasting room is a fully functional tasting room. It is closed on Sunday, Mondays, but Tuesday through Saturday it is operational. And, mo- and much like a lot of other tasting rooms, the hours are a bit funky and you do have to buy a tour, a quote-unquote The quote-unquote tour. Yes, the quote-unquote tour, which for those who are not familiar, means that you essentially get a wristband and you get about four or five tasters per visit. 36 ounces of beer usually. And so what you have to do is you have to purchase a tour in order to come inside the brewery and drink. And, you know, they're supposed to pour you about a half glass per, you know, taster. Wink, wink. You know somebody get a little sure absolutely but yes that is the gist of the red hair tasting room how many taps in your tasting room what does it feature yes so our tasting room definitely has our full lineup of beers you know so our year rounds as i told you about the other three being the brown the lager and the ipa uh the cottontail pale ale is one of the year rounds so those four always um available uh, the Wabbit Wheat will probably be available, you know, probably for the next little while because, you know, they don't want to feature it 
people can't purchase it. The SPF is obviously there. I'm hoping that the Creamsick Ale is there. Uh, the brewery also makes their own sodas. So we've been experimenting with a, a root beer, which our root beer actually won a silver medal in the non-alcoholic category nice. of the US okay. Beer Championships, the grapefruit soda. Okay. So those are also there. Now the um, grapefruit's what's in the SPF. The grapefruit 50, is 50, right? indeed okay. is what is in the SPF. And uh, we have just started to can that and we are trying to move it into different markets nice. now. You know, because obviously we all love beer, right? Sure. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. Um, but the soda aspect of it has really started to take off. And I actually just went to Burning Can last weekend and was hanging out with a couple of the Oscar Blues guys and they kind of said the same thing that nice. they are starting to make some craft soda as well. You know, it's, okay. all, about, it's all about making your own thing and sure. Absolutely. doing your own thing. So, you know, the craft soda thing is definitely starting to take off for us. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Smith, uh, owner of Pub Star Trivia and Entertainment, has just joined the interview. Awesome What's going right on here? Man. Nice to meet you, man. Cam, what are you drinking? Uh, this is the, I'm gonna butcher the name, this is that Sierra Nevada uh, Goza. The Otrevez. The Otrevez. Otrevez. Delicious right. beer, delicious beer. It's, it's so good, one, it one of my tasty. favorites. Yeah. It is tasty. I'm, I'm new to the sours and I'm loving the Gozas and this one in particular. You unique. you love your Transilience from Southbound. Uh, I see I you do. many times picking up a can of that. Another, I certainly so. do. Another great brewery. Yeah. So, so beer house has totally spoiled me. The first, <laughs> the first sour that I had was Alexander Rodenbach. Oh my goodness! So All right, so I had that and I said that's pretty delicious. And um, and then I went out and I started exploring. You know, that's when I was having Transilience and drinking all this and that. And uh, then I go back to the beer house and I have another glass of Alexander. And I say, wow, okay. I, I really did because when you have that for the first time you say this is tasty But you really don't know how it compares until you get out there and taste everything So now I'm spoiled. I drink Rodenbach, Character Rouge and Alexander and It's uh, you know, it's it's definitely spoiled me, but I like all things sour Fair enough. Fair enough. Unfortunately, we don't make any sour beers. So you're going to I, I apologize um, Next, next know, we I say next summer. We might right we, you know and it's true. Everyone, right everyone kind of knows, and 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 if you don't know, uh, introducing lacto or anything like that into your brew house is very very dangerous. Sure. And, uh, we've tried to do it before, where well we, I, I don't know if I should be saying this, but we accidentally soured our our fall seasonal or our winter seasonal the sticky stout. Uh, we put it in barrels, and we did not mean for it to sour. But okay. it did, and so our head our, our head brewer was like, you know, shit, we just ruined a whole bunch of beer. But did but you then, actually ruin it? No, we oh. tasted it. <laughs> we tasted it, and it was actually delicious. And uh, it sold our entire inventory. Sold. Wow. Wildfire. I can imagine that. And it, many... it did extremely well. So it was an accidental sour. And sometimes that works, but it's a very very dangerous thing to introduce to your brew house unless you know you have a, you know like a concise plan for it. So I never we, thought so about we have that. not we have not introduced you know. A wild yeast strain. I would imagine it's got to be house. super unpredictable, but it is. I'm sure that many of the best beers were happy mistakes. You know, right. it just happens. You know, so. I, I mean, that's how sour beer got introduced. Sure. In the first place, you know, sure. a beer went sour, and and you know, and you're like, oh, this beer's infected, and then you drink it, and you're like, you know, maybe you're onto something. Mm -hmm. and, that's, you know. and that's, I mean, that's what the lacto and the Brett. Sure. That's what they do. They always change the flavor profile. They always change the complexion. You never know what you're going to get with those. Even among individuals, you never know what you're going to taste yep, among sure. individual palates. So, um, yeah, so Red Hair Brewing Company, Marietta, Georgia, is about, you know, it's 
a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. You know, okay. so it's about 15 minutes outside. You know, so like Mar- uh, to okay. uh, like the northeast. The northeast. Okay. The north. The, yeah. Yes. The northeast. Cool. It's, it's northeast. I'm from. Uh, okay. Well, okay. I, I live Thank in you. Sandy Springs and Dunwoody. Okay. okay. So you guys are just a little bit more yes. north of where I came from. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so once you get into into that whole area. You kind of realize, you know, that all of these suburbs are a bit closer than you think they are. But you know, but it's still like a 15-minute. Yeah, absolutely. Atlanta is our our. You know, we are from Marietta, Georgia. Sure. But Atlanta is our home. And there are a, a bunch of cities with breweries, kind of not cities but suburbs. Sure. Congested there. Uh, currently working on mapping out Georgia right now, and I have all these suburbs mapped and everything. I don't have the individual breweries put in, but I've got all these suburbs that are connected that are within about 10, 15 minutes of each other. Um, and I do now. I remember Marietta. And so, what did you just name earlier? You were talking about. Uh, um, weren't you talking about like the Skull Brewing or something? Oh, um, they just opened up in Atlanta. I'm going to feel really bad if I get this name wrong. Um, he was edited out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I will. Um, if I had, I don't want to... Just go back and plug it in. Sure. Um, <laughs> I, I, that's what I probably again, will this, do. This like, whole banter could be great. But yeah, I'm going to feel really bad if I get their name wrong. So I'll give them a shout out yeah. when I edit the okay, end or when I edit right, the beginning. All right, all right, um, right. Because right, I, th- I just so then, found so out about them today. So then the, the whole point of me even mentioning them is that, you know, they're just... Especially for a major city like Atlanta, there are so many breweries. And yeah, I oh yeah, to, mapping I to, out Savannah. I actually are... still give beer tours uh, in Charleston. A buddy of mine owns um, a beer tour company, and you know, I give tours every once in a while because I used to work for a local brewery there. And I think that the number is at like 1.2 breweries are opening in the U.S. every single day. And Atlanta, I mean, you know, it's got to be, you know, no exception. It, it, it's got to be. I mean, churning out breweries and the only one is making some good liquid you know but that's right. really what it's all about like I don't care if your name is you know Duck Turd Brewing Company if you're making <laughs> if you're making a sick ass sure you know I mean, pale ale or I would give it a try or sour absolutely yeah. I will stuff my fridge with Duck Turd there that's, you go right. absolutely so um and it'll be really exciting to see if this next pass at the Stone Bill comes into Georgia, because that's just going to open the floodgates. You're going to have the Stone Bill happen for Charleston. Yep, it was huge. Yep. And as I mentioned before, I was working for a local brewery in Charleston, and uh, when that passed for us, it was monumental. Yeah. Even though they snubbed us, and they ended up going to what Richmond. Yep. Uh, Charleston was in the pipeworks for them, and they never came. But thank God that they considered us because they, they helped change a ridiculous rule. Georgia still has. Sure. Thank God, you know, because they said, hey, we're not going to come into your state if we can't serve as many pints as we want to. Right. Like, we're going to have like a full on restaurant, you know, freaking mountain biking trails and this and that. We'll be able to hang out, you know, all day long. All day. So, we're not going to have this. Like, we're not going to build here if we can only serve them two pints a day. Absolutely. Right. And so we passed this law. They didn't come to us. But But it's still, I mean, but it still really helped that craft beer economy in that absolutely. area and open that floodgate and now Huge. anybody can sell pints that's right uh, get in you know we were at holy city uh, a couple weeks ago and it's just it's night and day what two Great hours will do even better dudes i tell you what's interesting about atlanta the one of the things that hurts us as a sports city i say us i've been out of atlanta for almost seven years now but what hurts atlanta as a sports city is the fact that it's such a transplant city but when it comes to beer, you got all the transplants there, so there's a lot of diverse tastes and a lot of people that have been 
tasting beers all over. They got their favorite beer, a lot of people from Boston, or a lot of people from here and there from the coast. So that's interesting for Atlanta that you have a lot of people that have that have sampled a lot of things. So yeah, yeah. It's a transplant city. I mean, you know, but it's the gateway to the South, to be honest. For sure. You know, it, right, it, for it sure. is. And, and, and that's why it baffles me because I have like this running, you know, I mean, it's like kind of just what I say. So the South for a long, long time has had ridiculous beer laws, right? Has had ridiculous beer laws. And I, and I don't even get into them, but, you know, and then you think about it, you're like, all right, you know, Georgia is definitely in the deep South, except for this little city called Atlanta, Georgia. And the fact that they still have these ridiculous beer laws, when you have a metropolis like Atlanta, is ridiculous to me. I, I, I have to believe that that is going to change here soon. Yeah, just like you sure. said. Yeah. I, I have to believe. It has to change. It's got to change it at some point. And then I, I think all craft beer hell is going to break loose in Atlanta, in Savannah, Athens, all over the place. I think it will. Because I think uh, specifically our city, Savannah, it's primed. For craft beer for breweries i think it's just going to take off especially with all the tourism we have and then have you all ever heard of that little tiny brewery called uh you know creature comfort with that uh that beer that some people might have heard of um tropicalia oh yeah yeah that, that little known beer yeah, that, that little known just, beer just that a little tiny little blip on the radar that everyone uh fights each other over Okay, you wait know, a minute. This breweries is like that. Tell me about what, what? Tell me about this beer. Really? Yeah, wow. seriously. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you know, um, that was like a wink face going on right here. But uh, so creature. This comfort. is this is what we call an educational moment, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. That's what beer's all about, right? So, uh, Tropicalia. Or, sorry. Excuse me. Creature Comfort is out of Athens, correct? Right. And uh, they have this beer called Tropicalia, and it is like. It is like the hop slam. It is like the okay. it's like the KBS of like of like an IPA. It, yeah, I, and like that's exactly what it is. And uh, it is murdering it right now. And so you think about it, just you know. Just, Did you just, say this is like, an Athens beer? Yep. Yes. Okay. And and uh, you know, it's like when you have a brewery with a beer that's doing that kind of like, that kind of noise, you know. And not to mention, of course, like the heavy hitters, you know, like Terrapin, Sweetwater, you know, just these laws kind of come back into. Like, how is this even a thing? Like, how does Sweetwater, as big as they are, or, you know, Terrapin, this yeah. got bought, you know, this got bought by Miller Coors, right? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, they, they did, yes. Yeah. They just established full uh, ownership yes. of that. Yep. And Miller Coors just got approved to be bought by AB. So everything is about to be an AB world. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're better very, or worse. For better or for worse. My distributor is in AB House, so we're going to leave it at that for better or for worse, sure. but you know, you just have to believe that Atlanta is not is not far behind in the times. They can't be with these beers and making this much noise. I don't think it's for better or for worse. Everybody is just, I mean, there's so many craft breweries and everything is booming. Obviously, some of them are going to get sucked up by the bigger companies. It doesn't worry me a bit because there's somebody ready to fill that slot. Sure. There's so many beers, so many flavors. I don't worry about it for a second. It's just business, you know. And I'm 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 just hoping though that they'll allow them to keep doing what they're doing. That's my always my biggest worry with these big acquisitions is they've obviously been doing something right, or you wouldn't want them. Yeah. Keep letting them do what they're doing, but get them into your distribution network. That yeah. is the big kicker to me Scoping is the distribution. And Goose Island, and you know everyone loves Goose Island because everyone knows the whales that they produce in terms of, you know, their freaking Bourbon County. Like, I 
I'm a firm believer that their Bourbon County is the best beer I've ever drank in my entire life. So um, that's a big. I know it wow. is. That's a big claim. Yeah, I know it is, and uh, I'll probably catch some flack for that. But uh, I personally believe that their coffee Bourbon County style is the single best beer I've ever had in my life. Okay. Wow. You know. Wow. You and I. You guys heard it here. And I've had Sunday brunch and Toppling Goliath, and you know. Many, many, many beers. I just think that it's, anyways, it's not to get into what Austin's palate, you know, believes to be true. Right. But, you know, that's a total IMO. And I want to stress that. That's no, a, no. in my opinion. But that's what all craft beer is. Sure. It is a total MIO hobby. Yes, absolutely. You know, so uh, I love all beer. I really do. But, anyways, the whole point of that was, was that, you know, that was my number one concern when Q's got bought by AB. And, you know, Sculpin just got bought by AB. And you're, you know, you're concerned that, like, what's going to happen? Are they going right. to take over and do this or do that? So, you know, just like you said, you know, you're like, hey, look, there's a lot of flavors out there. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going on. Let's hope that, let's hope that uh, these big guys let them do what they do to get to that point, right? Yeah, for you sure. So. Yeah, I just see it as a natural thing. You're not going to be able to stop it. People are going to get to a certain size, and it's going to, you know, people are. I mean, what did I hear the other day that craft beers are finally at 11 percent market share? Is that what I heard? Uh, overall, 11. yeah. I mean, cracking, cracking double digits. That. Obviously, there's going to be. Some but I mean, but that's just, that includes all craft beer. I mean, you're looking at thousands upon thousands of breweries. At that's 11%. true, but still, I right. mean, that's still a that's a legit number. That's oh, yeah. a substantial number. Um, and, you know, and the game is just different now. I bring my dad over here, you know, okay. uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. He knows nothing about any of this. I mean, he knows about it, but he's still, you know, he's 70 years old. He drinks probably Bud Light, and he's willing to take a sip of another beer, but his palate is what it is. At 70 years old, you don't just start drinking crap brews, but everybody else, you know, I mean, I'm 35. I've got... I'm, great for 35, I'm, man. I am. Thank you. Thank <laughs> he, you. He does look great for 35. <laughs> I, am, I probably look like that when I'm 35. <laughs> I am That's six years away, but uh, <laughs> I'm having an absolute blast sampling beers and going yep. out and, you know, it's finding out what other people like and tasting this and tasting that. I can't believe I had never had sour beers until, you know, literally, well, like I, maybe a month and a half ago. To be fair, really? they are a recent. Yeah. I know they're recent, but seriously, I mean... No, it's good, man, and, and, and it's good that you're as big of a fan as you are of them, because, you know, some people, they taste them, and they're like, a lot of this is terrible. A lot of people. But then when other people taste them, they're like, this shit is the bomb. Like, yep. they walk in somewhere, and their first question is, hey, do you have any sours on draft? Yeah. Right. The, people, the people that really like them are passionate about well, them. And, sure. and, and I'm very passionate about them. Um... You know, so, yeah, so, he, like, my dad, for instance, he's like, I just love beer. And then I'm like, all right, man, you know, try, like, you know, this brewery, you know, weed goes. Sure. And he's like, you know, and I just start laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, hey, look, you'll get there. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. He's set in his ways, but I'm loving, I'm loving the sour thing yeah. going on. I'm, I'm loving it. Yep. Loving I think it. the one thing that I'm not digging is anything smoky? I don't want anything. That's a that is a tough, it tough, tough one that, to drink. And I mean, I can drink almost anything, but I'm telling you right there, that is one that if you handed it to me and said, "Hey, try this," that might be one that I actually don't finish. <laughs> but pretty much anything else, I could say, "Ah, may not have it again." Well, 
but that's just the addition of smoked malt and some people really love to pour it on thick you know but yep. you know maybe you could have one you know where they don't hit you as hard with that smoked malt and then and then you kind of like that extra tinge you're like oh that kind of reminds me of you like a nice scotch yeah but if they lay it on thick then well that's then one it thing. can this, be really I wish I could remember your face I mean I wish are, I could remember the exact beer there are some that taste like you're eating a steak this, or, or this a big tasted, slab of bacon. This tasted like right. I wish I could remember what it was. This tasted like somebody took what is it, liquid heat, and poured it in the beer. Like a, like peat. Like a like literally no no like not, not, not liquid heat. Li- no not liquid <laughs> liquid smoke. Right. Liquid okay, smoke. Okay. It was super smoky. It just to me it like that that's not a flavor that I'm looking for in any beverage. Sure. At all. So, but I mean, you know, but there's people that absolutely love it. I was sitting next to the guy that was in love with the beer. I'm like, I don't understand how. Nope. But then I hand buddies the sour and they're like, oh, it's okay. You know what's great about this interview is that you expected to talk to me to red hair like 15 minutes. Exactly. And now we're just, we are, we're at 26 minutens. minutes and, and 30 seconds. Happens, so, like, talking get, a little beer. You get, you get people together talking about craft beer and you can talk about it for but a this long, is long a, time. I mean, a lot to talk and that's, that's this also is, another thing that's great about beer too is that. You know, people in the craft beer world should have, you know, a mutual respect for each other's Absolutely. beers. Like, I'll, I'll talk about anyone else's beers and my love of craft beer as much as I'll talk about my own. So, that's and that's, that's definitely so, one of the things that brought me into the craft beer world was that right there. You got to know what you love, and you also can't be scared to talk about what you don't like Absolutely. in craft beer. Yeah, for sure. Because there are some beers that don't work for you, but other people are like. God, I stock. I've got a twelve pack in my house twenty four seven, and you're like, oh my goodness, really? <laughs> that's but that's just the, the love of it, and then you can't be scared to, yeah, to give that um, kind of critique. You know, one of the funniest things that I like to tell people recently is that uh, I just recently went to, well, you know, just recently three, four months ago, went to interview for Red Hair, and they asked me. They said, their very first question, right? I'm sitting there like, all right, they're gonna ask me stuff like a resume. Sure. The very first question: What's your favorite beer? And that was the hardest question, but it should be the easiest question in the world. You're like, all right, cool. God, okay, this is the hardest question. And I was like, and I fumbled around in my seat, and I was like, is it hot in here? Is anyone hot? And it was, uh, it was a very tough question to answer, you know. And 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 they stopped me, and they're like, look, you know, we don't care if it's PBR. Just tell us why. And I was like, no, but it's just, you know, I'm the kind of guy who walks into, who walks, in like a beer store or like a bottle shop, and like. I loiter for 30 minutes. Sure. And then I yeah. pick up what I'm feeling for that day. It's not like, all right, I'm picking up this, I'm picking up that. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you know, so I tried to make it more of a conversation, but they pushed me for a definitive answer. And, uh, you know, this podcast is about loving all beers, so there's no reason to say which beer that was. But you, but, <clears throat> well, what did you give them? <laughs> the beer that I landed on. Okay. And I'm going to give a background before I even say why. Sure. But uh, I've always had a joke with friends of mine that, what's your island beer, right? And your island beer means if you were on a stranded island and you were stuck with one beer for the rest of your life, what would you be fine with drinking? And the beer that I've always thought has been very consistent, it's been amazing, their alcohol content does not hurt either, is Bell's Too Hard to Nail. Really? A Bell's Too? Okay. I truly believe... It's a good pick. ...that it is a... It is that beer when I walk into a bar and I walk in with non-beer drinker friends and they're like, oh great, they have 30 beers on tap. Here goes Austin taking 20 minutes. 
if they have bells, I will start with that and then move on from there once like, I read the list. Sure. It is a very, like, hey, man, do you have bells too hard and cool, done, let me start with that, and then I'll read this list more carefully Absolutely. while I'm drinking this, and then I'll choose something else. And uh, I don't know, man, I think that was... It might have been one of my first loves, and that's why sure. I consistently say it. Sure, but yeah. I mean, there is no shame beer, in, in saying no, there's a not. favorite beer. I mean, especially mm-hmm. if you've got a story for it. Yeah. I mean, I know my favorite beer. I can I can tell you right now. Yeah, what is it? It's a Trogues Troganator. Ooh. It's a Doppelbach. Mm. And the reason Trogues it's my good. favorite, I, I proposed my fiance at Trogues, um, and that was the first beer I had that was malty. First beer I ever had. Everything else... You know the wheat. Like you actual, like you actually got that. You know, I could, I could chew it, and I'm like, bone, and I'm like, yeah. what Ugh. is this? Nice. And from there, craft beer. Goosebumps. For the rest of my life. Nice. That was my first brewery, Trogues. Um, I've got a special relationship with Trogues. Um, I, I remember my buddies. They took me there after I said, Hey, what's your, hey guy, what's your favorite beer? I said, I like a shock top. I like a shock top <laughs> and a blue moon. They're my favorites. And they're like, No, no. And they took me to Trogues. It was the, it was one of the local breweries back where I lived, and. Um, they're like, here's a flight of all their beers. You drink starting with the wheat, and you go around. And I had the wheat, and I remember saying, I really like the wheat. And they're like, keep going. Keep going. And then finally we made it around, and ever since then, I could never, for I don't want to say never, but for a good year, I couldn't stomach a wheat beer. No, man. Well, good for you, because uh, we just went to Burning Can, mm-hmm. and Troves was at Burning Can. Nice. And, uh... You know, before it was all said and done, I like ran over there with a twelve pack, and I said, "Let's uh, let's trade, please." Yeah. Like, I don't ever get to drink your beer, ever. And so, you know, he was like, "Oh man, we'll take four of these and four of these and four of those." You know, and they're awesome guys, and I wish I remembered his name so I gave him a shout out. But uh, yeah, tricks is tricks is good stuff. So that's mine. Good stuff. Cam, do you have a one off the top of your head, man? A good story associated? I'll, I'll sound like a broken record because sure. I mean, when I think about my favorite, I think about what my favorite is right now. And I'll sound like a broken record talking about these sours, but it's definitely the Alexander. Okay. And, the, and the, I mean, there, there's no doubt about it. I like the character Rouge. I like that it's, you know, multi-fruit. It's done very well. And I think that, you know, technically it's – a lot of people may consider it better or more complex than the, than the Alexander, but the Alexander is just so well done and it's just so elusive and so hard to find that right now that I'm, I'm, I'm like on a mission to find it. So right now that's – you know Alexander alright now you're gonna school me real quick where the Rodenbach Alexander oh Rodenbach Rodenbach okay that's a that's a Flanders Red L okay and that is the one that oh, I, I can't tell you the year maybe 84 uh, 84 was the last time that they had released any beer I, I, I guarantee you I got that wrong but they <laughs> just re-released it it was like on a 14 year hiatus or something like that so clearly my years of math is off, but it was on a 14-year hiatus. They re-released it, and now it's one of these scenarios where uh, people will randomly get a case, which is four bottles, four 750 mil, excuse me, six uh, 750 milliliter bottles. Typically, four get allocated. Uh huh. Sure. And then two hit the shelf, and they're gone uh, in an so hour. That was a quote-unquote allocated right there. That allocated is like if you had a beer store and we were your best buds, sure. two, two would be allocated to yeah, us. Yeah. So two honestly, were allocated to my seller, and uh, two more allocated to you know whoever else. So that's a new favorite, but that's my favorite right now. Excellent, um, cool. In the past, I stuck with uh, lighter, boring beers. All you know, <laughs> and then uh, we all did. You yeah. know, like when I was in college, I was like, all right. 
I'm a senior now. I'm going to start drinking, you know, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, you know, yeah. and I thought, you know, that was not, not nothing against the Sierra Nevada Pale sure, Ale, sure. you know, but that is definitely a starter craft. Sure, yeah. sure. You know, sure. so, you know, so for me, that was me being like, I have a sophisticated palate. Sure. I don't drink this. I don't sure, you know, sure. drink this Keystone Light anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but listen. Which is great, you know, because look, man, Sierra Nevada should be happy that people are saying that, like, they got them. Do you guys remember your first beer? And I'm not talking about the little sip that you had of your dad's, like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm talking oh, about the first beer. Like, the beer. first beer that, like, you sat and, like, enjoyed? Or, or that you sucked down just to say that you were drunk? I'm talking about the first beer that you started and finished. Because there was a point in time where I was like, man, I've got to learn how to light beer. Yeah. I, know, I did man. not because like I, the, you know, it was probably I some, did not like the first 20 beers that I drank. It was run-of-the-mill domestic. Mine yeah. was Blue Moon. Blue, I would well, order before. I mean, that's a pretty good start. I, I'm pretty sure that mine was either Miller Lite or Natural Lite. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then, no, and then I, the beer that I drank in bulk yeah. was in college, and that was Natty Light. Yeah. Natty Light. I mean, you know, I actually drank a Natty Light um, uh, two weekends ago. It was some people got on the boat. They brought a case of Natty Light. I had my little oh come on whatever now. I had. Well, everyone who's listening to this podcast has their light beer moments, right? Sure, exactly. Listen, I mean, you can't yeah, drink what, craft beer your, at all times. You can't. You can't be sitting there drinking some triple I'm on a boat chocolate or on the peanut beach, butter I'm definitely thing. Drinking You're on the boat. It's hundred degrees or whatever you have. I mean, mine is yeah. PBR. Oh yeah, PBR all the way. Okay, I might be a little biased because the PBR girl in Charleston is a little. Cutie pie. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. It's on record. You're gonna edit that out, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely in the post. <laughs> yeah, we got gonna it. Gonna edit that out. What's uh, her name, though? Yeah. No names. Uh, my name is uh, John Dale, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. The hell yeah, man. Um, yeah. Any questions? Yeah, I think. I mean, that was fun. I, th- I think yeah. Um, I think we've said it all. I, I bet I you got at least like five minutes of usable stuff in there. Right? I, 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 we're recording at thirty-five minutes. I hope nice. I have something. Nice. That's this cool. was just this was just going to be put on the end of another podcast. This has evolved into a full episode. This is a full episode. This is man. it, man. This is for sure. Um, Only if you and I were actually like you know people who mattered in the beer world, and then it would be a full episode. True, but you know what? We <laughs> no, can, dude, this is going. We can like, pretend like we that's matter. That's right, folks. We matter. Because we're just like you. That's right. We're just I like you. That's why we matter. Because you matter. That's right. Austin, thank you for taking time thank you, out sir. of your event to sit down and talk with us. Uh, Cam, thank you for showing up. Um, I, we I'm, know we're going to be hearing more from you in the future. Uh, definitely Cameron Smith, owner of Pubstar Trivia, friend of the show. Uh, where can they find the information? Pubstar, Pubstar players? If you go on Facebook and search Pubstar Trivia, you'll find it. But it's uh, Pubstar... Uh, Facebook.com slash Pubstar Entertainment and you'll find it. You know, all that I want to say is thank you so much, you know, for, uh, you know, asking to talk to me. And uh, I, had, I had a blast tonight. And we are trying to come out with new and exciting beers as often as possible, you know. And uh, I guess just look for us, you know. That's it. That, that's it. Just love beer, you know. Just love beer. Uh, Red Hair Brewing definitely trying to set the standard of craft beer uh, doing what they do and doing what they love and being very passionate about it uh, Marietta, Georgia uh, you know we're working on the Tracer Trails as we speak, um, that's going to be included in our Eastern Atlanta Suburb Trail again, Red Hair, Austin thank you again so much Hey, thank you so much
And Cam, we know we'll be talking to you soon. You'll be on a couple of these podcasts coming up. Thank you guys. Happy chasing.